0: Welcome to the Escape Everything podcast, where we talk to musicians, artists and creators about the challenges they face trying to escape expectations and build a life around their own creative passion. In this episode, I'm joined by Steve Riggs, aka Riggsie, Dark Funk and countless other pseudonyms. And we talk about the lifestyle and challenges of being a full-time music producer, balancing client work with personal creative projects. Steve. How's it going man? I can't call you Steve.
1: <laughs> Only my mum calls me Steve if I'm yeah, in trouble. Yeah. It's all right.
0: Briggsie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, on? Yeah, good man. Thank you so much for, no, for chatting to us. This is this is great. Um It's been a while. It has been a while, mate, and uh, Amazing to be in the new studio. This, oh, is, yes. this is amazing. It's nice and neat. This is so cool. Um, completely, you know, complete upgrade. Well, well overdue. I
1: think. Much needed upgrade too, man.
0: <laughs> but uh, just for a little bit of context and background, so Steve was the first guy that I ever made any music with. He was the first guy who was engineering tracks for me back in the day. Back in and the day. been a long time music mentor and advisor and en- encouragement for me over the years. So Thanks. this is pretty awesome to me for me to be... Chanty to now, man. Awesome, man. So thank you. Uh but yeah, to start off with, Then I think maybe you should give a bit of a full rundown of your own musical background. Musical background.
1: Okay. Well, how far do we want to go? All the way. All the way. All the way, all the way. right. Um, um, okay. Well, basically I was born. I skidded out on my knees into the, the maternity ward with a guitar ran, <laughs> but It was just on fire. Just like, yeah, let's go. No, I didn't at all. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. Just basically um started playing keyboard from when I could jump up on the stool, basically, and just like my dad's keyboard he used to have and just used to get up on there and make a bunch of noise, wake up the neighbors. And then, um, don't know. So through school, just started playing in bands, discovered the guitar. That's where it all started, I suppose. And just started making noise on that. Um, yeah. Got in bands, got on the drums, got into everything I could get my hands into basically. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, basically started producing probably around, I don't know, maybe about 2000 on a PlayStation (laughs) because that's the only thing I could get hold of at the time. I didn't know nothing about computers or or anything. So Music 2000, I was just like, all right, I'm going to start doing stuff on there. You know, before when I was at school, I had like a little Tascam 4-track, you know, tape player. But you were all
0: guitar music before then? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All the guitar stuff and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, even all from my GCSEs and and things like that, I was like multi-tracking, you know, guitar parts and vocals and God knows what, little playing drums on the keyboard one finger, dun-dun-dun-dun, like, you know, like that, and just like multi them into this tape thing and like demos or, you know, even if we went to uh, practice studios with like bands and stuff I was in, if there was just like me on drums and a guitarist and a vocalist, I'd come back with a karaoke machine and put it through and then multi-track stuff on that. So, you know, I was already kind of in the game, you know, with kind of producing-ish, but it was only when I kind of got onto... You know the DIWs and where you can actually multi-track stuff and layer things that it started. And I was like, right, this is how we can how we can do this now. And then you know, just learning more about the programs, learning more how the the workflow worked, and you know what possibilities you could do. And then just just take it just to next levels and push it as far as you can. Really, that's exactly what I'm still doing now. Just you know, I mean, how far can you can you push this and you know what can you add on to it to make the production bigger and you know new plugins new instruments this that whatever
0: but was that like this so that, that like the start of you like because you did guitar stuff before that but with yeah. music 2000 was that like your introduction to electronic music or were you kind basically of yeah by that point or were
1: yeah you- basically i mean um i went in with a couple of producers i used to work with uh, funk agenda back in the day uh when we were jigs and rigs playing at sunday central and that <laughs> and like he used to produce on an atari st basically. And that was, because I just started DJing, like kind of jumped, I've jumped a little bit of time here. So yeah, when when I was doing the bands and stuff and we had this band going, but then the band kind of split up and everybody just went in their own directions. One went to India, one went traveling it went, and it was just like, I was kind of stuck. I was like, uh, what am I going to do now? I don't really want to four track tape player everything for the rest of my life. I was like, right, I've got some decks. I was like, right, I'm just going to DJ then. I could do that on my own. Started getting into, you know, trance and House, hard house, or whatever, and then that was it. Then met all them lot through Sunday Central and started producing with Funk Agenda and doing stuff. And I was like, "Oh, so you can you can do all this on computer now?" <laughs> like so, but that was it at the time. I wasn't engineering and I was just doing stuff with him. I you know I'd play all the parts and get all the samples together and you know do stuff like that. But that was it. After a bit, then then I found the Music Two Thousand and started doing it myself. And then moved on to Reason and then Cubase and then little bits of Logic and then finally found Ableton and. That's it. That's where, where we are now, really. Still just, that's the way it's, it's gone. You know, over the last, what's that now? We're talking since 2000, what's that? 19 Nineteen years, bloody hell. Old. Shit, man. Old, <laughs> mate. Old. But yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, have you ever, ever had any other jobs? There's always been... Um, oh yeah, loads. Yeah. Loads.
1: Terrible amount of jobs. Well, I was a chef for a long time. Um. Yeah, I was chef for ages, man. I actually went to college of food for a little bit until I totally flunked it and just like got lazy and left. Um. But yeah, I was a chef for ages. I I had loads of bloody jobs. I was was a labourer for ages. I was making like concrete, what they called railway sleepers for railway trucks and bloody all kinds of factories, all kind of labouring jobs packing woks for Ken Hom in factories at a Cadbury's Warehouse and oh god I've had some terrible jobs but um yeah mainly chefing a lot of times I you know, do a bit of bar work and stuff like that but it was never for me man you know I always grafted when I was up at work but I never wanted to be there you know I never ever wanted to be there man I always wanted to to do music or do something creative outside and the whole time I was there I was just waiting for to go home.
0: <laughs> I, I've got this like theory though that I've got a few free mates of mine who um, are amazing producers who, like in the day, they just do this like kind of like raw job that they really kind of hate. But yeah. that, in a lot of ways, is like a motivation for them as well. Because yeah. when they as soon as they leave, they're home and they're on it and they're like completely yeah. focused and they're into the music and it's like nothing's distracting them, and then it's like there all night yeah, doing yeah, the tunes. Yeah. That's
1: it. That, to be fair, a, that is a good. Thing about having a job because it is you're thinking about it the whole time that you're there i want to make music i want to do my website or i want to work on my brand or whatever the hell you want to do um and you get home and then you are focused because that's what you've been waiting to do all day so this is where the last few years of, of what's it's been like with me because obviously my job now is producing for people you know what i mean so it's totally flipped on its head <laughs> really for me so it's like. You know, I've really had to try and police myself and get out of my own head, really, and just like get over it because a lot of times I'm producing that much for other people. You know, I've got that many ideas I want to do myself, that many ways I, you know, all kinds of different genres as well as that many projects I want to get into. It's having the time and having the energy once i've finished producing for other people now you know what i mean because i'm doing that all day and i will i'll I'll try and do at least eight nine hours a day and a lot of times i'm working on three or four different tracks for three or four different clients or or whatever you know what i mean and if i'm doing tech house that you know i've obviously got my dark punk thing which is tech house and, and stuff if i'm doing tech house for them um you know, and even if I've got a bunch of new samples and a bunch of new plugins, I'm making tracks for them with all these new stuff that I haven't even used myself yet. And I get to the end of the day and I'm just tired, man. And I've just run out of ideas. And by the time I get to that, I don't even want to make my own music. You know what I mean? So I've really had to try and battle that for a, a while. You know, not so much now because I'm sort of like, you know, just stop moaning about it. You made the life choice to, to do this kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that's been it is weird like you say it's like you know you're at another job and that's what you want to come home to but i'm just it, it's been the other way around for me it's been a lot of times i've been writing music all day and when it comes to the time that i've got to write music i want to sit down and play video games you know what i mean or i want to do something else and i really had to to snap out of it man in the end and i was just like no you've got to get your own work done otherwise you're never gonna progress your own career you know what I, mean? Well, I mean which
0: you know it's like you've just been playing me like all this new metal that you're making oh and I yes. think maybe that's in some ways a reaction to that. It's like Big all, time. all day in production for the people where you have to like make te- tech house the electronics totally. and this is like differentiation enough that you can still have your own ideas and still totally you have to express man. yourself. And
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with, with the the metal stuff that it is, it's just a total escape for me. You know what I mean? Because that's my roots, man. That's You know, that's where, where I'm at. But, uh, you know, I was going through some some stuff earlier and I've shown you the demos that we did in 2006 that sound really horrible and scratchy and the like, production is just the worst. You know what I mean? And now finally I've found all these you know that it's, it's making it sound good you know what i mean without that much effort you know what i mean it's got the, the stuff there so now i'm really like yeah we can we can do this and it's not going to be a big headache you know what i mean but again um I, I showed you the orchestral stuff that i was doing before you know i want to get into doing stuff for films and games and you know tv shows or whatever as us well. so you know really got into Hans zimmer stuff what he's doing and all that is amazing like so i started doing like a orchestral stuff and that was originally my escape from from doing uh, the tech house and, and stuff like that because you know i didn't want to kill it for myself i obviously still want to do the tech house thing and the house stuff and do, do all the dj i love it you know but it was it was getting really draining in the end and it was just like i really got to do something to to break away and that's that's where it started really because i was just like every other genre that i've done over the years I show stuff to people and they're like, oh, can you make that for me? (laughs) You know what I mean? Can we do a collab on this? Can we do a collab on that? And I was just like, you know, I I kind of had to make the decision. I'm just like, right, I really need to be selfish here for my own sanity. (laughs) You know what I mean? And have a project that is just for me. You know what I mean? Uh, I had to, had to like, and that was the the orchestral thing. I'm just like, nobody's going to want (laughs) to make orchestral music. So
2: I'm
1: (laughs) going to do that. Like, um, so yeah, I started doing that, but that was it, then. and that goes really well. But again, that is a really, really tough genre to produce, man. It really is so to get it sound cinematic to the point that somebody's going to want to put it into a Hollywood movie. You know what I mean? That's, you know, I've got the the tracks there again. It's like the same as it happened with the metal demos before. It's like I, I think
0: I've got musically, the music, is there? Yeah.
1: yeah, musically, it's kind of kind of there. But to to get the amount of production that I I want, you know what I mean on it to before I start giving it to. You know, film companies or game companies. You know, what I mean, I don't want to give them something that sounds too raw, and then them not listening to any of the demos that I sending in or stuff like that. So that was it. It was just them from that, exactly like you said. It was just like, well, that's going a lot slower than I thought it was going to go. So now, you know, back on the metal, man. <laughs> back on the metal, let's
0: do it. I feel, like, I feel like that's a good point to ask you about, like your musical influences. But I mean, I guess you, I think you're quite similar to me in the fact that you just love music, of yeah, any type and any genre, and you know. I'm yeah. sure that you're going to be from all over the place. I know you say metal is your kind of... Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I've got so many, man, but yeah, the, the ones that stuck out for me basically was going back to, you know, the 90s, man. We're talking Dimebag Darrell, we're talking Dave Grohl. You know what I mean? Dave Grohl, like, just seeing him, how he just done that first Foo Fighters album after all that with Nirvana and everything, he could have just, like, gone totally downhill there and he was just like, right, I'm going in the studio, I'm going to track all the album myself and... This, this see what happens with this project you know what i mean and to, at the time then back in you know whatever 92 94 or whatever that was 94 i think um yeah that was just like wow you can do that you know what I mean? <laughs> and then that was where i decided to start right i, I want to try and do that as well
0: yeah i see a lot of similarities to your mentality then yeah is, uh, like, big time just gonna do the lot yeah yeah but same with with dime as well that was the As soon
1: as i heard that guitar sound you know what i mean i was like what is that noise? <laughs> what is that noise? Like, just a kid, just like, how, how do you make that noise? I want to sound like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that that was it really, started off like that. And then, but again, you know, I, I, being a total metalhead, I missed out on a lot of early dance stuff, you know, the rave movement, all that. You know, I heard bits of it on, you know, on the radio and stuff like that. And I was into Prodigy and and things, but I, I never knew how, to how you'd make something that sounded like that at the time, or, you know, I wasn't really bothered, you know, I liked to listen to it, but I wasn't really... Bothered about making stuff. I was just too much into the actual band kind of stuff. But that was it. Yeah, stuff like that. And then when I started DJing and then listening to the actual tracks, I'm like, you know, listening how they come together and you know how they were layered. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, one guy made that as well. It's like, yeah you can do that as well then.
0: (laughs) What what was like the kind of catalyst for you to start DJing or like getting to like dance music?
1: Um, To be fair, I think it was around when I was like 18, and a lot of my mates were going to God's Kitchen, Sunday Central places like that and it was just like you know it was a totally different scene for me man I was just like I've never been out clubbing or anything like that um yeah and that was it and just walking in See, i think it was daniel soto who was like one of the residents at god's kitchen at the time and was we doing a warm-up set and i just walked in the, on the top balcony of the sanctuary as well as looked down it was rammed and i was just like whoa <laughs> i wouldn't, i want to do that now <laughs> it's like yeah this sounds cool so yeah that was it and then went there a bunch of stuff and then just turned into a total vinyl addict man and just like yeah just just went crazy on vinyl obviously got some decks um, I was borrowing some some decks. Well, I wasn't really borrowing, I was just like using using my mate Helen's decks at the time and she was trying to teach me a few bits. But I was totally rubbish, man. <laughs> I was terrible. <laughs> you know, I had a couple of house parties around mine and I was just like I didn't have no concept of how to time the two records together. And I was just like crossfading in between stuff in the middle of a breakdown. And that was like, yeah, that sounds great. It's so all that time. But it wasn't until I got my own decks and I sat down for like, and it was the day that I bought my own decks as well. I was just like, right, we're all having a party. And I sat down and we like, I just worked, it just clicked. I was just like, oh, you got to get them in time. Oh, you got to drop it on the beat there. Oh, you, it goes in 16 by loops. Oh, okay. And it all just went bang like that. And then from that moment, I was like, there we go then <laughs> it was it, it was before i had my own turntable i could not play for toffee i was awful <laughs> like, like i mean the worst <laughs> yeah but yeah that's what kind of kicked kicked all that off really
0: um, you just reminded me of i was about to ask you about your favorite musical memories but i'm just going to tell you one of mine which actually involved, it, involves yeah. you um nice which was probably Early to mid two thousands, and you asked me to come along to you when you were playing at Sun Central okay. uh, Country. live oh, show yeah. And I filmed, yeah. filmed you that, on the stage, club. and you were playing Key Club. Um, yeah, Key Club. sorry. yeah, man. It was a Key Club. Yeah, massive place, and you had. Two racks of synthesizers, like either side, of, either side of you playing two synths at the same time. Oh yeah! And then two guitars, <laughs> and performing fully live on, on your own on the stage, like full one-man band show. Oh yeah! Just like nothing I'd ever seen, basically. And you just stood <laughs> there with your flying V guitar at the front of the stage, throwing metal signs, <laughs> while, like, dropping tracks. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no mate, nice no, one, so, man. Nah, that was wicked. The video turned out aces off of that one, man. Did did a good job on that. Oh yeah, that, that was that was one of my memories as hard well, to be fair. It, one of the, the good memories. But to be fair, like before that show, like <laughs> it was just a total nightmare like they threw me on an hour early i wasn't prepared i didn't tune my guitars i was just like nothing was set up like you know i I had a couple of mates i was just like please will you like pass me my guitar when it gets to this song and like make sure the monitor's here on this one and move it back for you know i really had to man because was just like i got that much like going on there's three and a half thousand people there i don't want to totally balls this up you know what i mean and it was just yeah it just threw me on early and i was just i wasn't prepared i was like uh," and it was all a bit surreal man it was all like really really like I hadn't I hadn't like trained my mind to Say right, we're starting now. You know, what I mean, it was just like right. It's too early, so it did kind of I had a bit of a weird, weird one that time because yeah, it, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have done. You know, what I mean, but I, I did really enjoy it. You know, what I mean? it was ace, but yeah. So like looking back at the videos and stuff, it was just like I kind of remember that that little thing is like, oh, why did you put me on early, kind of thing. But now nah, that was one of the greatest, greatest ones. But there's been so many, man. A lot of them are, are live shows. The Evolve, the first ever Evolve live show. Again, I was absolutely crap in my pants man i've never done it before <laughs> but that was brilliant man everyone was like proper support in that day man it was ace um what else man? Was, did a few did a few but i mean a lot of my like favorite times i've always been again with the band even if it's just been not even gigs so much like you know just practice studios and stuff when we really got like a new song and we've locked it in and we're, we're all really playing it wow like and just like just kind of look around at each other It's like yes <laughs> we killed it like you know but i mean it's, there's loads of other ones i mean obviously can't leave out the bloody um dubai show man that was just insane but on a boat next to the formula one like, like what how did i get it yeah you know like what's that about but no nah, that was really good um you know i would be fair I'd be for shows in Poland as well. Poland was great. That was just some proper dingy little place playing speed garage in the middle of, where was it? Poznań, I think. But yeah, there's been loads. But yeah, I mean, a lot of them, not even so much like big shows or big gigs I've done. The Bulldog Bash like shows were always great as well. They were brilliant, whether it was DJing or live sets. The live set was ace though. Um, But yeah, my favourite memories really are just being in practice studios with the band when we're sounding tight and just absolutely caning it. Just like, yeah,
0: I mean, I think the <laughs> thing about all those kind of memories that I think being in a band maybe gives you advantage for is it's kind of like, it's a connection thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. you are in a band. Like you say, everyone is playing and they're all like in basically in flow state. Yep, and they're yep, all in yep. the zone and they're absolutely nailing it. That's like, you're just like connected to this group of people yep. as a DJ, as a, Solo producer, that's kind of harder to have in, like in terms of like the making and the, pr- the practice. Yeah, the connection then becomes like you and the crowd, right? And that's why sometimes like a smaller gig, is, it's more intimate, or whatever. You get that kind of like feeling.
1: Definitely is, man. Definitely is. I mean, even the live show. Like I was doing the you know the Rigsy live. It was all just me. It could be quite lonely up there, man. Yeah, you know I mean, it re- oh God, woe is me. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that Bulldog Bash show, especially because um, they weren't ready for that man they didn't have why is this dude playing hard house and he's got a guitar on you know what I mean like the first two tracks I got up there and I had this massive long intro and like coming in with a guitar and whatever and like the whole crowd just kind of stood there and just looked at me like for the first two songs and didn't move or nothing There's was hardly anybody like jumping about or you know, didn't even look like they were enjoying it for a bit. And I'm up there. It's like, yeah, come on. It's like, you know, like running around like uh, being crazy and that. And then, like, I'm just kind of looking around, like, whoa, are, are people even liking this kind of thing. And then, like, two songs in, they were all just like, everyone just flipped and it's like, yeah, it started going nuts for the rest of it. And I was like, thank God for that. <laughs> I just totally killed it, man. Like, I just totally ruined the show. But no, nah, that was it. But it is, it's like, again, you know, when you're, producing on your own you know you're spending a lot of time in in a studio confined isolated away from everything you know what i mean you've got no one there to bounce off you've got no one to you know you can only send so many demos to people everybody's busy you know what i mean oh can you feedback on this for me no one's interested on a tuesday afternoon to listen to your song when they're on the way back from work on the bus or something you know what i mean so it is it's like it can be quite uh you know, you feel quite isolated and whatever. So yeah, it's, it's nice to, you know, do collaborations, work with bands, work with other people and, you know, have someone to bounce off and, um, you know, get some some ideas <laughs> like coming back to you and some feedback, like, uh, during the process instead of doing everything that you think's good. You know what I mean? And you might like it, but it might not, you know, resonate with other people. You know what I mean? So it's good to...
0: Yeah. I always find that, like, if I've been in the studio like on, like fully into it all day at the end of the day if i go out into the real world and then try and interact with people i just i'm really can't big time Wait, i
1: wanted to say about about this exactly exactly what you just said like i mean a lot of times i mean not, not so much now man so you know i try and be a little bit more social these days but you know back at the old house I said for oh, six years or something, and even before that, it was a lot of times. You know, Mrs. was at work. You know, it's just me there all day working from home, doing that. I only speak to people over email, or if I pop to the shop, <laughs> have a quick conversation with whoever's behind the bloody counter. You know what I mean? It's like you can be very like stuck, and you kind of lose your—I don't know—you just lose your self-confidence. Really, you know what I mean? And you lose your. You know you got no one to to talk to <laughs> no not, you know you know i mean no you got no one to uh you got no one to to give you any feedback on anything have you and you just kind of lose how to communicate with people you know what i mean um and you do I, i've struggled with that a, a lot trying to get back into society really you know what i mean so much um you know it sounds really weird but it does go like that when you isolate yourself Really? You know what I mean? It's, it's It was my own choice to do it. I wanted to focus on work and, and whatever. But it is. And then you start going out again. You know, you, I stopped DJing. I stopped going out. I stopped, you know, doing a lot of stuff. And then when you actually go to a, you know, a venue or a party or something, you're like, well, I've, I've forgotten how to talk to people. you do, and you feel really weird all of a sudden. You're like, well, I want to get out of here. <laughs> you know, and it, it takes you a little while to, to kind of get back into it you know being part of the community
0: I feel like that's <laughs> one of the real big struggles of like being like music producer someone like that is gonna be producing and then also DJing like the work and the party aspects of it are almost like odds and so yeah. like going out and performing and then ended up partying a bit and yep <laughs> getting, having a big night and whatever then like that like can just ruin your flow for like days and yeah like already, yeah like it's a it, it's like a, like you say like a lonely existence sometimes yeah. and it's yeah, easy it can to be. sort of be be there and not inspired and that can just like derail yeah. your progress right
1: it really does man but uh, again saying all about the whole partying thing man, that's like when i was like early in my career man that's all i was about you know what i mean i love the music and stuff obviously but i got way too far into the party man you know what i mean and i kind of lost i I wouldn't say i lost my way a bit but i was just like focusing more on the party i was looking forward more to the party and when i was back in the week i was i was just hanging that much that i didn't want to do so much music so i was missing a lot of opportunities you know what i mean um i was doing a lot less music than i should have done a lot less promotion that i should have done a lot less anything professional that i should have done and i was just like yeah is it the weekend yet you know what i mean just to go out and play an hour set and then trolleyed for yeah. the rest of the weekend you know it's, that's not the way you should do it man if you want to sustain a, a career
0: well i mean like you, the thing is even like th- those first days that i came over to make music with you like me and D- dean hiding come down <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i think it was like a standard thing back then you go going make make a track with someone and you take a crate of beer and whatever
1: yeah, and damn you, right. you, so like <laughs>
0: that's, that's happening every day of the week and <laughs> yeah not smashing a crate of beer yeah while it was. Music yeah
1: well. no but that's that's what it, it got to even worse like, not even so much the weekend's party and it was i was I was doing that much like production for people during the week when I was actually having people in the studio every day you know I do a lot of it online now and uh, mixing mastering bits you don't you know you don't have to have people in the studio for that so much you know um, but yeah it was like everybody was coming in the studio like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday and everyone's like oh Riggsy likes a beer with tech you know and it was it turned into every single day man and it's like Jesus it's, it's like this party never ends now it's like it's, it's cool but uh, you know it's nice but it's nice lifestyle but it's not it really does drag you down in the end man and it was I I had to really stop it (laughs) man you know I had to grow up because you do you can you know we'll have a beer when we're we're chilling and stuff now whatever but when you come to work time you've got to work man (laughs) you've really got to work like otherwise nothing gets done you just end up pissing around
0: I um, I said at the start about you just uh, moved into a new house new studio Mm. and uh you were just saying to me about like what a difference that's made to like your productivity just like the environment just being like cleaner and more spacious and airy and yeah
1: yeah it really does man it makes such a difference I mean you know the the old house it it was all right for a for a bit, man, and I, I made it as nice as we could be, but it's the actual house that was the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> the damp and the whatever, and you know, it just looked old in the end. And it was just like, ugh, it's just it's not an inspiring place to wake up in the morning. Like, a lot of times, I didn't even want to get out of bed in the mornings, trying to stay in bed till two or three, just like I cannot be bothered. Like, it, you know, this place now, it's just like, wow, this is such a, it, it's just an inspiring space, man. It's just all open and fresh and I uh, just want to write music and want to you know just do stuff just <laughs> it's really nice man yeah it makes a massive difference
0: so it sounds like you've kind of done spent lot like, done a lot of work on sort of getting yourself more focused and oh, you know, yeah. sort of setting things up around you to help you do that as well. Yeah, like, yeah, is there yeah. anything that like traditionally you've always like really struggled with or is it all part of what we just said about like.
1: What struggled with like personally? Yeah, like,
0: like do you ever kind of get sort of self doubt? Oh mate, he's crippling self doubt a lot of times. Man.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, again, going back to what we're saying about. The whole isolation thing being in the studio a, a lot. Um, you know, you can start an idea. You can, j- even if it's just a little bass line or a little drum loop or something, and you put that idea down in the first 10 minutes, you're like, whoa, that rocks, man. That is like, that is really cool. And then you work on it for five hours and you loop it for five hours and then you get to 10 hours. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, actually, is that any good at all? Is that crap? Actually, no, I need to change that. I'm going to totally rip that apart and change it, start again. <laughs> you know what I mean? you can, you can really start second guessing yourself and start like, Well, that's, you have to police that as well, man, because it's just like, yo, come on, the first time you heard it, you thought, that right, nobody else has heard it yet, so the first time they hear it, they, like, hopefully will think the same, you know what I mean? But yeah, all of that kind of stuff, man, I'm banging into like, personal development and, you know, just trying to, just trying to become the best version of myself, you know what I mean, every day, really, because, you know, you can get lost in, in that kind of stuff and you can let it take over. At your life, you know, self doubt. What was the other one? Is anxiety, man. Just the whole anxiety of a lot of a lot of things, man. You know, when you've got a lot on your plate, all these projects I'm trying to work on, you take on too much sometimes, and you just like, wow, well, how the hell am I supposed to to do? All this, you know, and and I do as much as I can during the day. I've, you know, I've worked for clients or whatever, and then I've done a few bits on the website, or I've built a bit of a plugin, or you know, whatever. I've done a bit of a project for me, and then, but I still haven't reached my targets for the day. It's just like, oh, I should have done this, this, and this, and this, and this. As well, so you go to bed on the night, and you just like when you should be asleep, your mind's just going, man. It's just like, just like I really need to finish this, 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 and you end up not sleeping, and you just like, uh, it's just anxiety central, man. For it's just it's horrible, man. It's horrible, but. I'll tell you that, that, what's fixed that cbd oil mate that's telling you <laughs> just big time big time so that's what it is man it's just this whole monkey mind just gets out of control it never it just can't switch off man you know what i mean but cbd oil it looks like you know a little bit of that and it just slows your brain down just that little bit you know what i mean just to be able to manage yourself basically <laughs> just to uh kind of I don't know, just just quietens the mind slightly, just to the point that you can not be full of anxiety and just get on with it, you know. <laughs> so that that's one thing that's that's helped for me, you know what I mean. Um trying to think what else, man
0: i mean I, I, the thing i've been sort of playing with at the moment because i often get like caught into sort of this like perfectionist trap of like yeah. of like, oh, i like i just I, I know it's not at the level i want to be at so i just want to tweak and tweak and tweak and just never get there yeah and like you say when you get 10 hours into a loop you suddenly lose all p- perspective yeah and so now i've been really actively trying to sort of have like a really tight deadline like you basically you <laughs> do it for a day don't keep listening because the more you listen you're just going to lose the perspective yep. Do a day, do the track, wait a few days, come back and have like just a shortlist and you basically just action your shortlist list exactly. and tick it off and then you just do it and then you just move on and you leave it and you don't have to send it out or whatever. You can sit on it for a bit and yep, come yep. back when you've got, you've got fresh, fresh Definitely. perspective. But like just move on and just keep going and keep going and keep going.
1: It's the best and way to do it. And then if you come
0: back, you can like rip things apart if you want to take parts or anything. Yeah. Um, man. rather than just sort of just getting like ever like closer but never quite meeting the perfectionist yeah
1: yeah it is I, i'm exactly the same and i'm way too much of a perfectionist and you do you have to try and stop it as much as possible don't you because you can just end up ruining a, a project if you overproduce it or you overthink it to the point that you've just just killed it man <laughs> you know i
0: thing, someone said that you should like write for the bin which is basically like having is low expectations that basically you're going to bin the thing <laughs> so yeah. like you don't like worry too much about like doing the perfection thing you just get it yeah. done and at the end of it you're like all right will you know I'm probably just going to chuck it but we'll see what happens after that yeah
1: yeah yeah that's a good, it's a good way to approach it I suppose isn't it? Yeah. basically like what's it called
0: yeah. like um don't expect too much from the Reverse stuff. psychology for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, no, it's
1: good, it's a good, good way to do it, you know, if you don't, if you don't expect too much then you can't disappoint yourself, can you? <laughs> See it right, It's right.
0: So, okay, so tell, me, tell us about, you've got, you have, a metal project yeah. called A Beautiful Retribution. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Dark Funk, which is the kind of tech house. house.
1: Yep. Techno. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, you also have Anarchy Audio Works, which is this yep. ridiculous new thing that you've said. Oh, up, yeah. Which I, I can't comprehend how much work you put into this thing. It's <laughs> so big. A
1: lot of stuff went into that. Yep.
0: But, uh, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, so, tell us a bit about that because uh, there's plenty of.
1: Plenty of well, there. yeah. What well, the whole Anarchy Audio Works thing? Yeah. Well, basically. Um, I don't know, I just wanted to start something really, because again, like just going back on everything that we've just said, man, the whole journey of starting out as a music producer or an artist in any way, man, it's not an easy, you know, an easy thing to start, is it? And if you don't know where you're going to start, then... You know, it's going to take you a lot longer. You know, I've been doing it since, let's say, probably 2000, the whole producing thing. That's like 19 years now. And nobody gave me a, you know, a roadmap and said, right, you get your samples from there. This is where you get your programs. This is where you learn how to use your programs. This is, you know, I mean, this is what, you know, I just wanted to kind of make something that's really going to help artists and producers and whatever, you know, creative thing that you want to do right from the start and give a kind of starting point. You know, if you go on the website, you can, you can get absolutely everything. This is where your plugins are. This is where the knowledge is. If you don't know how to use this, this is, you know, we've made our own plugins too. Here's the sample packs that we've made is, you know I mean? Loads of blogs and, you know, all the resources that you need really to get you started you know what i mean i've i've kind of partnered up with all the biggest names that i could think of the loop masters the you know plugin boutique even like gear for music who do all the music equipment pro audio equipment things like that and you know a lot of other people even people who do like really good piano lessons or drum lessons or guitar lessons or vocal lessons anything man i just wanted you know Wherever you are on your music production journey, you can dive in there and hopefully, it will take you off to wherever you need to go. It's kind of like a a hub if you like to start from. You know what I mean? Because it's like it can be so daunting, yeah. Like you know, just starting and just going right where where the hell does do i get this thing from you know what i mean so i wanted to kind of do that and kind of tie it all in with you know my studio bookings and because everything was all over the place before like we, i never had a website for, for this or that where to book the studio it was all just kind of word of mouth and and things it wasn't very professional like the way it was all kind of packaged you know so i wanted to kind of put it all all into one place and all this external stuff and you know people that are partnered with all in one place and you know obviously the plugins that have been building and the sample libraries have been building all of that as well and just that's it really just try and get a hub for where to start from basically but,
0: i mean you know you, you kind of talked about you've you've got all these avenues going off into all these different places but i mean yeah. you've literally done all of this work yourself oh yeah to make that, that, oh yeah 12, 12
1: months, months man yeah. 12 months it took i mean it did start off as as like looking like one thing and it was it wasn't going to be as big as that at the start you know a, you know, I just wanted to to kind of put everything all in one place. But then I was like, oh, well, we could really scale this and like go, like, just kind of make it bigger and just keep adding extra branches off of it, if you like, just to, you know, just make it more accessible to everything that anybody wants. You know what I mean? But even if it's nothing, even if it's not a service that I provide, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I can find that for you. You know what I mean? Just click on this link, it goes there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that hopefully now just going to keep, keep expanding and keep expanding and just, you know, get feedback off of other people that use the site and other artists and stuff. It's like, well, what do you need? What, what, what's missing from, from here? What's missing from your, you know, your arsenal of tools to, you know, what else do you need? And if they say, oh, well, I need vocal lessons or something like that, then add that into the site or add, you know what I mean? If they want, people want tutorials on certain things or they want, you know, whatever. Just try and, you know, the longer it goes out there, the more that you find out what, what people need from it, basically. So just trying to keep keep doing that. But also as well, it was, it was you know, I was saying to you earlier about there's a lot of us that, that came from the same kind of place, you know, DJing and producing and stuff back in the day. And a lot of us didn't really get that break. You know what I mean? We didn't really get that, like, opportunity to, you know, start sustaining a income. Off of doing what we love doing, you know what I mean. So you know, now I'm trying to go back to you know, get content. Your content creator now We've partnered up, done done a bunch of stuff already. Same with like you know a bunch of other mates and that as well. I'm just like, dude, you, you're a good sound designer. You write great tracks. You know what I mean? Come on, let's make some make some packs together and let's you know let's make some instruments together or whatever. Um, so, yeah, but again, it's like, you know, I put the feelers out on, on Facebook and stuff and just like added a load of random people that I saw that were like mega into the scene, like big into producing and stuff like that, just to network with really. And just like, you know, if they want, if they come to me and they're just like, oh, dude, I really like what you're doing kind of thing. Do you want to hear some of my tracks? And I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah. And, you know, i listen to some of their tracks. And I'm just like, well, what are you doing with these tracks? You know what I mean? If you like, have you got a record deal? Are you, are you doing anything with them and a lot of them are just like no i'm not really doing a fat lot i'm just like well dude you know let's let's like do something let's okay. you've just got them sat there on your hard drive like not making any money you know what i mean make some money for yourself i'll give, I'll give you the platform i'll do the, the promotion i'll do whatever you know what i mean and just like just you know if it doesn't sell it doesn't sell but it's not going to cost us anything to put it out instead of them just sitting on your hard drive turn them into project files that other producers can learn from you know what i mean or turn them into sample packs or or whatever, and I'll give you the the site to just go and do it, you know what I mean, if it makes any money, then happy days if it doesn't, then you know you're still building your profile and and whatever, so I well. so yeah, just trying to just help everybody out as much as possible with it, really, and you know obviously I help myself too, you know there's a lot of stuff I want to promote on there as well, but you know, just, yeah, this year, I really want to just expand it as much as possible and see how far we can push it, man I mean. In the next step, I'm gonna need to contact Native Instruments, and I'm gonna get them to help me just make the plugins a little bit better because uh, they have this NKS standard thing now with you know all these complete control things. You got the light guides and all that, and uh, it maps to certain parameters and things just right out of the box. Uh, my plugin doesn't really do that yet <laughs> because I didn't work out how to do it, and I didn't want to work out how to do it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically, I'm gonna. I'm going to speak to them and get them to do that bit. Just like they can just edit the code and make everything a bit more NKS standard, if you like. And then um,
0: I feel like yeah. you've got quite like an entrepreneurial sort of like style on this at the moment, which is basically like I'm trying to get the fucking <laughs> thing out there and then like yeah, then as it as you see like- <laughs>
1: that, that just like that's the thing. What's what's the quote? what's the quote like i can't remember that's something about you grow, grow your wings on the way down yeah. just, just jump off the thing totally. and just grow your yeah, wings yeah. on the way down. I mean, like, like, <laughs> like,
0: everything's a prototype right well, that's the thing it's never going to be the finished product like immediately you're always going to change it so you may as well just get it out there and see how exactly people
1: yeah the but it was you that pretty much like put me on that mindset in the first place i was just like no it's not finished yet i'm not going to put it out and you were just like dude just you know just kind of put it out there and just see what people think because when you get the feedback you know it was you that, that told me that man i was just like that's a good Good way of doing it Cause I was I was getting all perfectionist on it as well, but then that kind of flipped it for me, and I was just like, No, you're bright, man, and just, just run with it from from that. Then, and it is you need to put it out there. Well,
0: the other thing about doing just keep that tweaking it, is yeah? Once it's out there suddenly other people who see it, who have skills in that area quite often then pop up and be like, Big oh, time, yeah. cool, but I could help yeah. you with that. And then yeah, suddenly yeah, you yeah. Know, you've know, got like, you know, people making ridiculous plugins. To yeah. To you, oh yeah. You know, we can help you out doing this. It, yeah. Just making these crazy contacts.
1: Yeah. Um, it goes off in different like, angles that you thought it, you, never would you have have didn't know. In, right? Yeah, exactly. Like stuff like, I mean, even recently, um, I did that, well, started the blog, blog site, part of, part of it. Um, done that first blog post that took me like two days to to write and I just went really in depth you know what was it the ten cool music production ideas to get you back in the flow after the holidays or whatever it was um yeah, and some dude from flstudio music.com, like messages me and goes, oh, just read your blog. Do you want to come and write blogs for us? Like, what's your conditions? I was like, yo, dude, okay. <laughs> like, this is cool. So like, I wasn't expecting that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'll, I'll write some blog posts for you. It's like, I don't, you know, he's going to let me advertise on his site. And, you know, I, I said, oh, don't give me no money or whatever. It's, it's all good. Um, yeah just let me advertise on his on his site and you know we can do work on stuff together now and he's given me a bunch of ideas can you write a you know a blog on how you mix a bass or how you you know do stuff like that it's not great it's like you don't have to make them as long as your one I think it's about 6,000 words or something in the end it was ridiculous it's just like no keep them a little bit shorter than that Um, (laughs) but yeah that's it and you know like collaborating with other people now, working on plugins that they've got ideas for, but they don't know how to make the plugins. So, you know, they give me their designs and I'll, I'll try and do it as, as best. Just keep working backwards and forwards. And they've already like made, done all the sound design for it, but they don't know how to implement it into Contact or uh, Ableton or the samplers or anything like that to turn them into actual plugins. So, yeah. But then again, uh, the one guy that I'm going to be doing that with he does machine packs as well, and I started doing machine pack, that was the first thing that I was going to gonna do for Native Instruments Machine and it was just like, well, you have to do all the tagging and you have to do all this and there's just a really certain way that you have to do the file system and all that and I was just like, that's not like, what I want to do right now, that's like holding up the creative bit, like all the technical bit of it, I was like, nah, so put that on the back burner, but you know, I think it's going to work out quite nice. If you know, he doesn't know how to do the contact stuff, so I'll do the contact stuff. He knows how to do the machine stuff, so we can. Yep. You know what I mean? But it does. It really has. It's like gone off in different directions from. The anarchy thing that I, uh, I wouldn't have expected it to, which is good. You know what I mean? So we're
0: going to collaborate there as well, right? We're going to do. Oh yeah, the, done um, right. I'm going to, I'm going to oh yes. design some interfaces for you. For big
1: you. time, man. Oh
0: yeah, these are going to be good. <laughs> these are going to be good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really about this. yeah, yeah quite no,
1: that would be really cool. I, I've got some idea. I was saying, I was trying to look through my notes earlier and find all the the ones that I've made. I, I think there's about six or seven that I had like names for and like what the sound design should be as I. Like, I've got that many like notes in my shortcut list now it's not a shortcut list anymore I can't even find where I put it but I'll, I'll dig it out I'll find
0: it there was one of those things when you like messaged me about it and said did you fa- did I fancy having a crack at this and I just looked at it and I was like why have I not thought about this? Yeah. <laughs> this is like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. This is right on my street. So, uh, Big yeah. Talk, man,
1: Big talk, The whole design aspect of it and the whole like, just creative stuff that you can get into and you can really tweak it as well, man. I was I was surprised because, you know, I just drawn it on a piece of paper. With drawn it? Is that even a word? I just drew it on a piece of paper. Um, you know I'd never even done a plugin I never even knew if you could like do it you know it's just like I'm really loving all the stuff in contact at the moment I want to make my own contact bank you know I don't want to do just a sample library anymore I want to make a contact bank you know so I just drew it on a piece of paper I just like had the concept I was like right and then that at the weekend I was just like no I'm going to I'm going to Get a prototype by the end of this weekend. Like I don't know where I'm getting all these parts from, all the programs to make it, or all the knowledge. But I'm gonna find. And by the Sunday, I had a working prototype. I was just like, how the hell did I even do that? But. when you just like focus on it, you're just like, no, I am going to do
0: this. And the deadline, I think I was like, the fact that like you just said by the end of the weekend, that's yeah. a great deadline. It's yeah.
1: Like, right. Shut the door.
0: Don't yep. disturb
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, man. Exactly that. It's just like, turn the world off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook's going blocked. Like, my phone's off. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Unplug the doorbell. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way to get stuff done really now. It really is, man. I mean, I've, I've got an app that actually blocks any website that I don't want to you know, make me procrastinate <laughs> basically because I do. I get distracted very easily, man. And yeah, well,
0: you, know, you know, I've gone back to like rocking out the dumb phones. Oh, amazing. Like,
1: <laughs> Not even a smartphone anymore,
0: yeah, man. It's like knocking a miles um, bar thing. Just, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, just i'm like it's when you get good? that point where it's like you're a tough decision and you're yeah. like trying to do something and you just, it's just, you know, there's a lot of work. You know what you got to do, but it's just like, oh, yeah. There's that split second of like, oh, I'm just going to have a look on Facebook.
1: (laughs) It is. You do though, don't you? And And then you just get lost in it for hours, man. Then Facebook ends up in YouTube and then YouTube ends up at eBay and then you're just like, oh, I'm getting nothing done, man. (laughs) You can just get lost. You're on Twitter, you're on this, you're on that.
0: (laughs) Can you think of anything that was like your biggest learnings from setting this up? Because I feel like... Uh, It kind of, like you say it's gone gone down a route where it's not probably what you intended in the first place and it's gone in different ways Um, I mean you were talking to me a little bit earlier about you know like all the kind of affiliate stuff and like information that way but I guess you probably learned some stuff that you weren't really intending
1: yeah yeah well the biggest learning thing that I've took from this whole project is that God, you need to start outsourcing more stuff and stop trying to do everything yourself, man, because, you know what I mean? That's why it took me 12 months, though, because, you know, setting it all up, I wanted to do it all myself first because I wanted it a certain way. I wanted it to, you know what I mean? I wanted it to kind of be the way that I could see it in my head first, but now that it's all kind of running, I really need to kind of start outsourcing stuff, you know what I mean, and getting other people involved because you can't, take on a beam off like that man and d- do everything else around it as well and think you're gonna you get anywhere anytime soon you know what i mean it just it, it makes no sense man so yeah definitely i mean you know even stuff like y- you come on board and doing a bit of artwork and somebody else making a sample pack and this and that the other. it takes a bit more pressure off of me as well um you know and it's helping everybody else out and it's, it's just a win-win for everybody really but yeah i mean i, I, I can't do all that. 12 months took a lot out of me, man, doing all of that. And, you know, I ain't planning on, (laughs) I ain't planning on keeping all that going, but that was all groundwork really. It was all the actual, you know, putting the whole thing together and learning how all this worked and all that worked. Um, You know, now it's it's a lot easier because I've learned all that and it's all just there and you just have to keep editing and updating things just to keep it, good and you know adding more content making new content stuff like that um but yeah outsourcing stuff even things like you know marketing and promotion and stuff like that i mean i'm not brilliant at marketing or (laughs) i've never been any good at promotion um you know so stuff like that and just you know get more people on board to to help out things with that and yeah that's the main thing really it's the, the biggest learning curve is just stop trying to do everything because you can spread yourself too thin and just water stuff down and You know, things just end up not being as good as what they could be if you got a little bit of help to to do it. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a little bit, just somebody do one job for you, just delegate something. You know what I mean? Just to kind of just take the pressure off. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you were saying about like using things like Fiverr to get like yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Just getting a logo
1: done or getting like you know things like that. even marketing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, there's a lot of people on there, or, or you know. Search engine optimization, all that kind of stuff. I don't want to sit there and do all that, you know. Get some whiz kid from the Philippines to do it for me for 20 quid. Happy days. <laughs> it's, it's right, though. Happy days. They, they, they're appreciative of the work as well, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, th- even, I don't know, even making Facebook ads or, or whatever. You know what I mean? There's people that do that. Just give them 25 quid. They'll do the whole thing for you and they'll manage it for a week and they'll do all your facts and figures and whatever and just send you the whole thing back. So, you know, stuff like that, really, yeah. It, outsourcing man is <laughs> the way forward for this Absolutely year man. you know just so you can focus on the things that you want to do more you know obviously I want to stick to my producing I want to make more music I want to get this band going I want to do, do stuff like that you know I don't, I don't want to be sitting there to, just looking at Google ads or you know things like that and messing about with bits of code in the back of the website it's not for me man
0: <laughs> so I think you should like talk a bit more about like say the, the, the band sounds like it's your 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 baby now no, oh yeah right now
1: right point. now yeah, yeah that's that's the thing i'm i'm mega mega excited about yeah, yeah.
0: so you've just been like time. trying to trying to get a few other well you got some old band members I hope definitely man it
1: definitely it. this is it i mean nothing's nothing's totally confirmed yet but obviously I, I put a big post up the other day just like right looking for people to to jump up back on the band thing and i've I, I done it publicly for a reason i didn't speak to all my old band members and go right do you want to do this you know i'd said a couple of things it's just like oh do you want to play a bit of bass on the on the uh album or whatever But I did. I wanted to put it out there publicly and see what interest was still there because everyone has got different life commitments now, family, kids, job commitments, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't want to just like, kind of just put it on everyone and say, right, this is happening. We're getting the band back together. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's happening. But now it like the the three people that, uh, you know, that I wanted back in the band are are all like showing interest anyway. So it's like, that's cool. So, um, yeah, a drummer's the main thing now. A drum, We'll find a drummer, but at the moment I'm going to... I'll do the drums myself and any sloppy playing I'll fix in the mix. <laughs> you know, for now, they will fix it like as MIDI or something. I'll record the whole thing as MIDI and then if something goes wrong, if I've got sloppy playing, I'll just tidy it up after that. And then once the album is there and all the demos are there, then I'll start looking for a drummer properly. If we can't find somebody between, you know, a group of friends or whatever... Um, I'll kind of get a session drummer if you like. If if we're going to do some some shows, because it'd be stupid to to do an album. If it's going to turn out the way that I I think it is in my head, it'd be stupid to do that album and not try and get some decent shows out of it man because we can you know i mean we've got the contacts and stuff now it'd be it'd be stupid so you know even if it turns out we've got to hire a session musician to come and play drums that is just a total boss at double pedals that can kill it man like you know joey jordison style (laughs) you know just go crazy um yeah, then we'll try and do that. But yeah, that's that's the baby at the moment. Because it, it's going back to the whole thing, man. Again, the whole we did like isolation stuff earlier and just playing, you know, just producing on your own and stuff like that. But I want to get back to playing instruments. You know what I mean? You can sit and twiddle knobs all day and keyboards and controllers and stuff like that. But I've always been a, a guitar guy, man. And I, so it's exactly, it's more hands-on. It's more actual to feel like writing something, feel like I'm actually playing something. It's
0: like, yeah, this is... This is the one, like so. The new demo sound absolutely fucking ridiculous. Nice so, one, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice one. Nice one. Maybe we'll do a little edit and cut it in. Yeah, we'll but, right, we'll yeah, 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 man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but you so you have about like 19 tracks right you, you you reckon
1: at the moment yeah i've got 19 tracks that are pretty much finished i mean there's some really corny lyrics and stuff in there that really need check. just like one word or one line here or something that i just kind of put in as demo just to get the right amount of syn- syllables in the you know what i mean in the in the verse or whatever yeah you know what i mean but i just kind of left them in there so i'm gonna go go through and like be militant and make sure that nothing sounds cheesy um get the lyrics all right there's some like arrangement things on some tracks that i want to kind of edit the arrangement and stuff there's some that that, you know missing guitar solos or there's a section that goes on too long in one place or you know that kind of stuff but yeah 19 tracks i'd say are pretty much there and then i've got a folder full of unfinished riffs as well that all need a home somewhere so there's there's a bunch of bunch of stuff all knocking about And, and i mean now that i've got all these new uh like toys and and stuff to make the tones nicer and the sounds nicer. I've just been jamming a bunch out, and
0: I feel like that's go, quite like a yeah. unique way to work. That's more like for bands than like electronic music. Yeah, but I actually, so, yeah. I I feel like that is something you could do a lot more of. You know, it's like having like a kind of scratch folder of just yeah. like little ideas and oh, then just fun. like bringing them in and.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, mate, you can do it with electronic music as well. I've, I've got mini discs and mini discs full of riffs back from like 2000, 2003. And I just used to just like put the mini disc player on and just like run through an old, which had this like really old emu synth, like little yellow thing in the rack. And like you couldn't automate it and nothing it was terrible, but some of the sounds were great. So I just used to like, run it through this MIDI keyboard and push play on the mini disc and just, just play riffs. Like a lot of them would be crap, but like there'd be, you know, if you're jamming for two hours or something, there might be, you know, ten riffs in there that were all right. And then like, you know, if we ever start running out of ideas, just go back to this mini disc and just play through it and just like rip out, you know, this little bit of a riff and then just, you know, just elaborate on it and that can be the main riff of a track or whatever. You know, what I mean, obviously rework it, remake it again, but you've got the notes and the whatever but yeah oh yeah you can still do it for electronic but
0: i, I just think um, my my workflow is probably not organized in the right way at the that's no mate it's a, that's one of the hardest parts
1: man it's just like tweaking your workflow because there's that many different ways you can do it as well there's that many different you know workflow things that you can have or you know do you start with the drums or do you start with a melody or do you start with a vocal or you know this is, everybody's different man so but yeah it is it's i just like to just play stuff and if something sounds good i'm always recording pretty much like whatever i'm doing i always push record because you never know where that little magic moment's gonna come from you know what i mean you you could be just like jamming something without record on and like you just get this riff that's just like whoa that's ace and then you push record and you play it again but it's totally different to how you just played it and it doesn't sound as good it's like uh if you miss it it's gone you know what i mean it's like so i always try and push record man because you never know where that's gonna come from man you know what I mean <laughs> it really is a, a good way to do it that's everyone used to get on at me so badly man even practice studios but uh, you know whatever we was at practice studios with the band or or wherever just jamming around somebody's house I've always got a video camera on I've always got a you know the recorder of some point and they're just like why do you have to record everything and it's just like dude there's method to the madness trust me because you never know you know where that, that thing is coming from
0: <laughs> yeah alright then so uh Give us a bit of a recap of like what other projects you got at the moment then
1: so um, right at the moment obviously the band um still doing dark funk still balls deep in dark funk projects at the moment as well um just done a bunch of collaborations with a couple of my mates obviously vanilla ace i've done a bunch of collaborations with him over the last few years man and it's about time we've done a new track so we just did uh, a new track i think that's going on delicious records that's uh it's already signed to there. Um, and my friend Janika from Estonia, we've just done a more of a techno-y kind of, well, kind of really heavy tech house, techno kind of thing as well. Um, collaboration for the Dark Font thing. We're going to try and get on Tool Room or Elro with that one. It's their kind of sound. So we haven't even sent it out yet. It's it's that fresh. Um, yeah, we got that. Um yeah, I've got a bunch of other stuff planned for Dark Funk as well. Again, loads of notes and stuff written down of, of ideas and concepts for tracks that I haven't even got around to yet. Um But again, yeah, I've got another <laughs> I've got another album, like on a totally different style that's like it's not metal and it's not dance, it's just kind of something in between. You know what I mean? It's like but well, it's more geared towards all the vocal stuff that I've done, all the vocal demos and things that I've done over the last few years and there's bits of drum and bass in there, there's bits of electro in there from back in the day that's going to be reworked into something a bit more current. There's, you know, there's a bit more commercial kind of rock stuff, you know, stuff that was doing as the uh, Black Hole Horizon band before that we did. Um, you know, it's a bit more I wouldn't say commercial, but a bit more accessible to to people. It's not so hardcore extreme metal like the <laughs> the stuff I normally do. Like, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's about fifteen or so tracks in that folder as well, and that, that they're fully finished songs, man, fully finished, and they just need just remaking basically because again, it was just like the whole production wasn't so great, but the songs are there. Um, so I've got that, but that's on the back burner after the metal album, obviously. That's priority. Um, Sort of but yeah, again, there's there's all the orchestral stuff as well. I mean, I, I think I've got forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I've got loads of demos sitting around for that. But again, like the songs are all there, but I'm gonna get somebody else to mix a master in for me because I don't want to do all that sciencey kind of you know stuff. That's what I do for a job and it. Is it's like, you know, um, so yeah, I'm just gonna stem all that out and I'm. I want to get Abbey Road to do them, which is expensive, but I want to get Abbey Road to do them because I just love their sound on that kind of stuff, man. They've worked on so many films and film scores over the years, so, you know. And, and when that's the good thing about Abbey Road, if you send them something and say, right, I want you to do an orchestral thing, they'll pick out of all of their engineers who's done the most orchestral stuff, and they'll allocate you to that, like that Christmas song that we've done before. I think uh, the guy that mixed it was the guy that did uh, Radiohead and he's done like all kinds of people and the guy that actually mastered it was Ed Sheeran's mastering guy. It was like, wow. But but that was the kind of vibe, it was, uh, you know, guitars and, it, you know, it's kind of acoustic guitars and things going on and stuff. So it kind of, it worked well, but that's what, you know, that's why I want to uh, send all the orchestral bits to them. But uh, that's going to be a lot of a, a lot of messing about. Like, But I mean, that's all still there and I, I want to still finish all that up. Um... Uh, Trying to think what else. Yeah, I think that's the main ones at the moment. That's um, the main ones.
0: You, you reminded me. I forgot about that. But I think you should talk about the Christmas thing because you no, <laughs> like, have to. Because no, I, no, I feel like that's like a really great example of like how you go about things. Because it's just yeah. like, all right, I'm. Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You, just, to talk, you talk about it. <laughs> well,
1: like, basically, it wasn't even my idea. It was Frank. Frank Fowler's idea. Um, you know, there was uh, me, Frank, and uh, our mate Matt who's a wicked guitarist, uh, we were working on a bunch of stuff and just, you know, having a few damp, jam sessions and stuff. Just working on, like, funk stuff and and all kinds of bits and bobs, just something totally out of the box again. Um, you know, just coming down just to the studio and just just jamming and seeing what happened, basically. And he'd come down at one time It's just like... I want to do a Christmas record. And we were just laughed at her What? It's like, no, seriously, I've got an no idea for this. And like, we went through a bunch of stuff. And it's like, you know what, actually, why not? You know what I mean? Let's, 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 just do it. So we started doing this Christmas song and we like built a bunch of chords and a bunch of, bunch of stuff. And we started, like we demoed it that day. And it was just like, you know what? It's actually really good. So we got uh, our mate Jules Porter. Um, we got her to do some vocals. We give her some concepts and we, I did a whole brainstorming thing for lyrics. Like on a, uh, you know, social media and that, and got a bunch of things, we just passed that onto her, and says, write, write us some lyrics, write us a big chorus and whatever. Um, yeah, and we just, like, got as many musicians as we could together to just, like, you know, well, vocalists mainly. It wasn't, like, we, we kind of did all the music between us. Um, but, yeah, I think we went through a, a bunch of vocalists before we decided, like, we really need something special on this. And then we got highly involved, um you know I've worked with Hayley for, for ages on a bunch of different projects He was in Black Old Horizon and, and we did a bunch of Ardo stuff and all sorts of stuff man. but yeah I threw her right in at the deep end like really badly like it's just like right <laughs> we need you to come down cancel all your plans we've got to record this song and she come over and she didn't know the lyrics she hadn't even heard the melodies and i And i just worked her to the bone man i was just <laughs> like no you are gonna sing this and you're gonna sing it properly man <laughs> she didn't have a clue bless her and i, I went all simon cowell on, on it for the day man it was really bad but no it, it turned out all right after the uh 133 takes and uh seven days of editing but yeah it turned out all right in the end man but yeah in the end we just like it, it took a few weeks or no it ended up months man like producing it in the end but we we got it nice but that was it by the end of it we we're just like no we're just going to give it to abbey road and get get them to do the final mix and the master and that and it turned out really really well but um by that time like so we was going for our publisher uh and by that time you know when you're sub- submitting a christmas song it's got to be in by july basically if you're going to get it to the, the right radio stations to get on the playlists to get it on the right um what, what would it be so the, the playlists and kind of you know it, it's just everything you know Spotify and uh, all them kind of stuff and if you wanted to get it in a film or an advert for, for Christmas and all that kind of stuff and we totally missed all the deadlines that year like totally missed it and we thought like what's the point in giving it to a record label as well we just like sod it we'll put it out ourselves. we started our own label we just like we'll put it out ourselves. and you know we hired like um, a radio plugger as well that so cost way too much <laughs> like for what we actually got uh, you know we I, I think we got a good amount of plays on it wasn't national stations though in the end i i sat there for well i know all of us did we sat there trying to you know hit up all the main radios the radio ones the you know getting them on the playlist there but all of them just totally ignored us man it was just like this is really hard work so we we hired this radio plugger and it cost thousands man um but yeah, we got, got a good amount of plays, but I, I think the amount of money that went into the project, like, luckily I didn't pay for it. Poor old Frank and, and his ex-paid ex, um, like paid <laughs> for it. And I really don't want to know the facts and figures. Like, but I don't even think we broke even on it in the end. But it was a good experience. You know what I mean? It was just like, like we're going to do this. We're going to, um, yeah, we're going to put this out and we are going to do it. But at the end of the day, like, there's no shelf life on a Christmas song so even because it didn't work that year you know what I mean we can still pitch that out every single year now, and all it needs is to get on one album you know what I mean all the same Christmas songs have been going since the 60s Paul McCartney and the Pogues whatever it's the same songs every bloody year it's just Stevie what's his name Shaking Stevens you know what I mean it's the same thing every year and they just put the same album out in a different order you know what I mean and like whatever so all we need is to just really get it in one film or one so yeah that's another project for another time because after them few months of all that Man, that drained me like <laughs> last Christmas is well. Frank said something about the Christmas tune he's just like, Do you want to do an acoustic? But it's like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hell no <laughs> I was just like don't even bother with me with this this year man no thank you like just like use run with it if you want I was like no <laughs> I've got something else going on man I'm doing my anarchy audio works thing and I do not want to know about the Christmas song <laughs> but it was now it was a good experience it was a good learning curve man and everyone proper mucked in and we, we had a good good time but it, it did really like pain us all in the end man it was like oh man it was so so much
0: hard work uh I just love it that you just kind of like went it alone, take on the establishment. That's oh yeah,
1: like it. <laughs> it's the only way to do it anyway. <laughs> it's the only way to do it, like that's it. No, it has to be done at the end of the day. Just, you know, trying to get into big rec- record labels or trying to get anybody to to help you promote anything or help you push things or you know, you got to really cut through the noise because everybody wants to do it. There's always a vocalist out there. There's always a no, new. You know, new bunch of artists out there and stuff. And, you know, not everybody will, will help you out, even corporate big companies, whatever, man, they ain't interested. Or you, you email or your phone call probably won't even get to them. You know what I mean? They've got a pile of CDs on their desk of like, is it even CDs anymore? What am I on about, man? CDs. They've got a pile of things in their inbox, <laughs> like tracks that they haven't even listened to yet, man. Um, so, yeah, you ain't even getting your, your stuff to them a lot of the times. They're not even getting heard. So it, it, it's easier to just do it yourself. It really is easy to just do it yourself, man. And as I say, we've, with this, we can put it out, we release it every year if you want and just re-pitch it and hopefully at some point we'll, we'll get it picked up. But it's, it's one of them, isn't it? <laughs> just see how it goes. But yeah.
0: Amazing. All right, man. Well, I think that was probably enough. That, awesome. was, that was awesome i really love that nice one bro um do you want to like just say where people can find like more about your projects
1: yeah cool well uh there's anarchyaudioworks.com but anarchy is spelt really weird it's got an x on the end instead of like works I'm, I'm sure we can do some like show description or something i'll put oh yeah i'll put in the links in there um anarchyaudioworks.com basically it's going to send you to all the projects that i'm doing i kind of link up all the you know the dark funk stuff and everything else there's going to be a band page on there too that's a new thing that's going on um but yeah if you go on on facebook to anarchy audio works or twitter uh yeah you can find us through there also youtube as well we've got anarchy audio works youtube but i'll put all the links in the in the show notes man yeah good times nice one bro
0: good to see you man okay that's it for this episode To play you out, here's the first listen of Aspirin and a Bullet by Power Coma. It's out the 1st of March on Escape Everything. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.